kept listening. Uh, so there we go. Psalm, Psalm 131, rebels. Uh, Psalm 131. Like I said, this is uh, the theme of this is humility. It's only three verses long. Um, the last two of the Song of Degrees, Psalm 133 and 134, are also short. The next psalm is one of the longer ones within this section of the Songs of Degrees, uh, or the Song of Degrees. But this one, we're told, is of David. Um, and, and again, I just, David's one of those, those people in the Bible that intrigues me because there's so much we can learn from his examples, good and bad. And, uh, and, uh, so when you talk about a Psalm on humility and you're saying that we're looking at a Psalm, uh, that was, I believe originally prayed by David and then God gave it to us by inspiration, uh, to have recorded throughout all of eternity in scripture and, uh, and David is one of those guys that when you look at his life, I think humility is a great way to define David. Now, he had moments of pride, but we always see David coming back to the Lord, um, whether it's God humbling him, whether it's God's people humbling him, uh, a.k.a. Nathan, uh, whether it is uh, David himself coming to that point of, of humbling himself. Uh, David always comes back to this point. And I think so, that's so important for us to learn is sometimes we just double down in our wrongdoing instead of you know, we're kind of to that point where we're like, well, I know I messed up, but I guess I'm just going to write it out <laughs> instead of saying, no, I was wrong. Lord, forgive me. And that's what David does. David, once he it finally clicks in his brain, yeah, I messed up. We read David going to God and saying, God, forgive me. And that's one of the most important pieces of humility that we need to learn is the humbleness to say I was wrong uh, in, in the sight of God and then seeking that forgiveness. Um, but we see here in this one, let's look in verse 1. It says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Surely I have behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother, my soul is even as a weaned child. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. Now, there are days where I would read through this and get nothing from it. <laughs> right? I just, I'd go through it and think, okay, that was three verses of what exactly? Uh, but when you take the time to look at the words that David, that David here is praying to God, I think we can learn a couple things from it. First of all, and I forgot to write down who, who said this, and so I'm, I can't. It's a preacher of some sort. It might be John Phillips, but I, I was thinking it was somebody else. But anyways, about humility. He says, humility may seem like a step down to us, but it is really a giant step up in the counsels of the Most High. Nor is the step that small. It is a tricky one indeed to negotiate. Many a person has refused to attempt it at all, and some who have made the attempt have ended up slipping and sliding all the way to the bottom. Uh, it's an intriguing statement on humility. It's one of those things where we view it as a, a huge negative, uh, but it's not meant to be negative, to be humble. Now, when we, when we are humbled, it's usually negative to us. But if we humble ourselves, it's, it's not a step down. And as he says, it is a step up in the sight of God. Right as the as we make ourselves low, God lifts us up. Um, but at the same time, it's not an it's it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy step. And if we we misstep when trying to be humble, we might end up faltering even more. 
So we see two things about uh, true humility in the first two verses here. First of all, we see that pride has to be killed. Uh, he says, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Um, <laughs> it's like the old joke, uh, I'm the most humble person in the world. I wrote a book, uh, seven, seven Ways to, to, to Be Humble. It's a bestseller, you know, so on and so forth and whatever. And it's like someone bragging about being humble obviously is not humble. If, you, if you're a pessimistic person, you might look at this verse and say, well, David's bragging about being humble, so is he really humble? Uh, but he says, Lord, my heart is it's not haughty. He's being very sincere to God. And he said, my eyes are not lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. He's putting himself in place, in the place he's supposed to be, and he's actually humbling himself. He is, he is not allowing pride to come in. My heart's not haughty. My eyes aren't lofty. Uh, I don't exercise in great matters and, 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 or in things that are too high for me. I, I understand my place is basically what he's saying here. Humility is not pretending we don't have skills or ability. <clears throat> Excuse me. C.S. Lewis, he said about uh, humility, humility is to have the ability to design and build the most magnificent cathedral in the world, but to be just as happy if someone else were to have that ability. It's not about, you know, we talk about uh, humble brags or, um, you know, false humility where someone, you know, is like, oh, oh I'm not that good when they know they are that good, um, right? Humility is not, not pretending you don't have ability or skill or whatever it may be, but it's about being okay that other people have it too. It's about not feeling like you have to be the, the best, that if you're, that everybody else is below you, um, it, it's, it's, it's more in that sense. And David is the example here. You think about David and how we are introduced to him. We were first introduced to David as a son, right? He's the son of Jesse. Then we're introduced to David as the shepherd. He's in, he's in the field watching the sheep. Uh, then we're, we're introduced to David as a servant to Saul. And Saul's, uh, well, I guess technically we see him with Goliath first. Uh, but, but in that moment, after that moment happens, he comes and he serves Saul. Then he gets that reputation and is more known as a warrior. And then eventually we see him as king. So we see him rise in our eyes throughout his story, throughout his life. The reality is, is David here, he didn't have to pretend that he was not God's chosen. He didn't have to pretend like he was not the future king. He just had to be okay with the circumstances that he was in. Remember when Saul was trying to kill him and David had people who said, we'll go kill Saul. No, that's not our role. That's not, that's not, that's not the role we're supposed to play. We're not going to touch Saul. And so he didn't, knowing he was going to be king, and, and he wasn't pretending that he wasn't going to be king one day. He just knew that wasn't the time. God anointed Saul king. So until God dethroned Saul, we're not going to touch him. And, uh, and that's just the humility of David. We see him as a son being obedient to his dad. We see him as a shepherd doing his job well. We see him as a, uh, as a servant, even in, in really rough circumstances. His boss tried to kill him multiple times. He was still a faithful servant. As a warrior, he did his role. He served well. He won battles. He was a good warrior. 
And then as a king, he had his highs and lows, right? But he was ultimately a good king, too. And it was never about not pretending to be what he was. It was just understanding his role in the eyes of God, especially. Because ultimately, if we understand our position in God's eyes, we will be where we need to be in man's eyes as well. And that's why people who are doing right, they can be frustrated that people are mean to them or, or you know, gossip about them or backbite or, or, or lie about them. But ultimately, if they're doing what they know God wants them to do, then those things that are being said, whether they're true or not, they're able just to say, in God's eyes, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And so, the, again, the idea of being humble is not humbling ourselves in the sight of man. It's humbling ourselves in the sight of God. And being able to look at God and say, my heart's not haughty. I'm in the right spot. My eyes are not lofty. They're in the right spot. Uh, I, don't, I don't exercise myself in great matters or too, things that are too high for me. I know my position uh, in the sight of God. So pride has to be killed. That's the first, first sign of true humility. And then the other thing is we have, uh, we have to be cautious. There's really two things we have to be cautious of, and we see it in verse number two. First part is beware of undue independence. Beware of undue independence. Uh, verse two, surely I have be- behaved and quieted myself um, as a child that is weaned of his mother. The idea here of, uh, it's the same idea as liberty, Christian liberty. Don't allow um, your, your Christian liberty or your independence uh, cause you to fall. The years serving Saul is probably the best example of this. David was already anointed. He was the next king. And yet he did not flaunt that in front of Saul or in front of Jonathan, who he spent all kinds of time with. We don't ever read of any time where David, Jonathan knew David was going to be king. Jonathan knew that Jonathan wasn't going to be king. But we never see an area where David's going, kind of like we looked at Joseph telling the dreams to his brothers. We don't see that with David. We don't ever see David talking about the fact until he's basically talking about Saul saying he's God's anointed. We don't see David going, hey, I'm the next king. (laughs) Man, the prophet came to my house. He looked at all my older brothers, and he thought they were going to be it. But no, 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 he went all the way through the list. I wasn't even there, as a matter of fact. Dad had to call me out of the field. I came out of the field, and I I came into the house, and and, uh, and they said, there you go. There's, there's the one right there. And I've been the one ever since. No, we don't see that from David. He didn't allow the, uh, the liberty or the position or the future title that he was going to hold uh, cause him to fall. And that's what we have to be cautious of is our independence. Don't have undue independence. Don't, have, don't use, as the Bible says, I'm paraphrasing, but your liberty to sin. Uh, it, it, you have some independence in, in, in your liberty and what God has done for you, but don't allow that to be the reason you fall. And the other thing you have to be aware of is, is the exact opposite. Beware of undue security. Uh, it says there, again, it uses the illustration of a, uh, a child who is weaned. Um, you know, that protection that a child has, the, the care that a child has before that, that weaning moment, And then after that, there can be a sense of fear. And if you think about someone who has been uh, coddled and secured 
and now all of a sudden is, is experiencing that independence, and they can sometimes be too afraid to actually use the independence they have because they are holding on to the security, and they're too afraid to do what they're actually able to do. And there's a lot of people in the Christian life especially that are, are this is not the right term, too humble. That's not, you can't be too humble. Um, hopefully you understand what I mean by that. Where they, they are, are hiding behind a security that God says, I want you out in front of that. I want you independent. I want you living with the liberty that I've given you. I want you to go out and, and do something and not just hide behind something because you're afraid. And so true humility, you have to kill pride, and then you have to be cautious of, of too much liberty and too much security. Uh, so you've got to find the middle ground there, somewhere in between. Uh, then the last verse brings us to not just true humility, but triumphant hope. hope. And he says there in verse 3, Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. Triumphant hope. With God we have that uh, again, hope, confidence uh, that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And here he's specifically speaking to his nation. Uh, let Israel hope in the Lord. And the reality is, is God has made us so many promises that we should have that confidence as well in God forever. That our hope, our confidence is in him. Why can I be humble? <laughs> because I have the confidence in God. If it's confidence in myself, I'm probably not going to be humble. I've told Brett before, he's, God has gifted him uh, with some musical talent. And I, maybe I told both of them, I know. But I said, I said, there's a reason why I'm not a great singer. Because if I was a great singer, I would have been too prideful. I would have gone on one of these TV shows and tried to make millions. Uh, there's no way in the world I could have contained good musical ability. It just wouldn't have worked. And so God didn't give that to me. Uh, but God has given it to other people. Um, because when there, there are things in life, right, where we, we have so much confidence in ourselves, we don't humble ourselves. There's so much confidence in ourselves, and we go out there, and our hope is in us. And the reminder is hope in the Lord. Have confidence in God and what God can do and what God will do, uh, not just in your life, but through your life. Uh, God can use every single individual for the same purpose ultimately the great commission uh, but in in amazingly different ways and it's not about what i can do it's about what god can do and it's allowing god to work through me having that hope or that confidence in god forevermore and uh, and when we do that then that'll help keep us humble as well if my confidence is in him and not me that'll help me stay humble uh, where God won't have to humble me. I'll tell you what, being humbled is no fun. <laughs> but but uh, uh, living a life that is humble produces so much joy. Um, and, and it's only through God. So have that uh, true humility and that triumphant hope in your life. I can't say that those two words together for some reason. Triumphant hope uh, through, throughout your life, especially in the coming days as we focus in on uh, what this psalm can do for us. Lord, help us to be what you want us to be. Help us to be humble. Thank you for the example of David in Scripture. And, and we see moments in his life where pride overtook him. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to learn from his mistakes so we don't have to make those mistakes. And Lord, help us to have confidence and hope in who you are and what you can do. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.